have nothing. And you, <laughs> I didn't lied want to me, you. And I you lied. Did not, you did not want me to whip out Agent Cole. I don't. I don't do not want that. you to whip out Agent Cole. I don't. Yeah, but he's he's a big part of the show. He got killed. A he few, like he few was several time. years ago. He was a big part of the show. Was it really several years ago that we killed? Yes, him? it was several <laughs> years ago. Oh, Do you know that goodness. we did picket fences for more almost a year? <laughs> that was fun. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that was great. Come on. Mm-hmm. That was great. It inspired you're losing... me to write a novel. <laughs> you're losing track of the years, dude. This is year, well, I think, six for us. Are we on year six? My I God. think so. Are we started... going to kill ourselves at the Well, end? I mean, technically it's year five because we started in 2014 in July. So I guess it's technically our anniversary. <laughs> Six years ago, you asked me. <laughs> oh, five years ago. To join 14, you on this voyage. 14, 15, five years the, ago. Through the cosmos of our dark minds. Yeah, that's right. And for some reason, hundreds of people still listen. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, that's right. I don't the worse we are, all of you. The worse we are, the more they like it for some reason. Exactly. Now I'm going to take a shit in your mouth. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, no. Not that bad. Ugh. Oh, what? I mean, I we think, have I, how I many hours? Like, I mean, okay, you, let me ask you this. Jeff, Jeff's here. How oh, many? Well. Shut up, Jeff. How many hours of right, of right. conversation have we now archived into the internet? Do you want to do the math here? I mean, I can I can sit here and we, what are we on? We're on episode two thirty nine. Yeah, so about two hundred and thirty nine hours. Two thirty. No, it was we've done hour and we did hour and a half for a couple of yes, years. but our first ten or so episodes were only half hour. Nah, but more of them were an hour and a half than that so i'll say i will say times 1.25 that is three, almost 300 hours 300 300 hours. and that is divided by 24 right that's 12 days <laughs> that is 12 days of us if you wanted to listen all the way uh, from the beginning you would have to binge listen all the way through the and, and i believe that the longest amount of time that a person has gone on record without sleeping is 11 days yeah well Ooh, we did get remember we got messages from people who said they downloaded all of our episodes because they were going on a cross-country trip or they were, you know, because they just wanted to hear episode after episode. By the time they get up to 239, they're sick of us. They're like, please stop. Please, this is the last episode, right? I'm trapped in the car and there's been a flash flood. (laughs) Please, I know that you hear two crazy men in the background, but when you find a cell phone, tell my daughter I love her. (laughs) That's a long-lasting battery. It lasted 300 hours. I actually had to change the battery in my phone the other day. Why? Because it, it was... I, I have an iPhone 6, 6S, which was, I mean, okay three years ago, but now nah, it's not. Oh, not yes, anymore. now it's just a piece of shit. How could you function with that that mm. that garbage machine? Anyway, I would use it for, like, I don't know, five minutes, say five minutes of a YouTube video, uh-huh. and the fucking thing would just die. It was like, it was like I could, li- I could see that the 100% countdown of the battery just go down so i had to constantly keep it (coughs) plug in (coughs) near a power source just to ensure that i could i could use the damn thing and so i bought a battery off of yeah here's a little opener i bought a battery online um and uh you know i've done i've opened up uh iphones iphones are actually pretty easy to repair um if you you watch a youtube couple youtube videos and you get the parts they send you all the parts and they show you how to open it up Mm -hmm. um so i i got the battery and uh they opened i opened it up um so it's like you have to you have to use a little you pull out these little screws and then use a little pry bar to Mm -hmm. bring the and you bring the uh screen up and 
then you lift it off, and then you take these little, you know, electrical bands off. Yeah. And you have to sit there with, like, this, this pry bar and pry the battery from this glue fixed to the aluminum fixture on the outside right, of the phone. Right. And if you, if the battery had any power in it, and you, you bend it, it starts to get really hot, and I wasn't paying attention to that part, because I charged yes. it 100%. So it was hot in my hand, so I, I put it in uh, like one of our um, our pans and put it in the stove just in okay. case something went wrong. It exploded. I, no, no, it, it just sort of bubbled up. It got so hot it bubbled the plastic off the out. It was a lithium ion battery, so it, it just got yeah. hot and then fizzled out. I replaced the battery. This story is a little good for you. Little, yeah, I replaced the battery, put it back together. The speaker doesn't work in the goddamn phone, oh, and I don't know no. what I did. I've taken it apart twice. I've looked up shit online. They're like, "Why you may have torn a cable? So you got to buy the speaker now." And I'm like, "My well, fuck it." So so I didn't do that. I, I you well, you know what the headphones. the hardest. Sorry, you got a pair of wireless headphones. No, you can use a pair of headphones with the phone still. Okay, but this is this is the thing because I had successfully done that. My daughter has the same phone. Right. She had dropped it on the ground. She does not know how not to break phones. I don't understand. Thankfully, her stepdad has the foresight to realize this and has the insurance on the phones. He has like a six line thing where he. You kind of have to when you have kids. Yeah, but he does that. I didn't do it. So thank. Thankfully, I mean, he, but on, on this particular one, he was yeah. like, no, nah, I'm done with the insurance. You break your phone, you fuck, because he wanted her to learn a lesson. Right. She breaks the phone, and then her mom calls me, and she's like, no, the insurance is done. Do you think that you can, you know, like, replace the screen on the phone? And right, right. All right, all right. I'll replace the screen on the phone. So I go to Amazon, and I look for a company with a, a pretty quality rating. And, uh, it, you know, I, I order, it's not actually from Apple. It's from another no. company that makes them and they do a pretty good job. They do a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I order it. Uh, it, it comes with, you know, it comes with the screen, the electronics, the LCD and a little, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, little, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you, ribbon, the electrical ribbon. Right. <clears throat> um, order it. I wait a couple days and she's going to be sleeping over. So I, at first I go to the house and, um, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm saying I, I have like a constant updates of when it's going to be delivered to the house because <laughs> there's actually an Amazon warehouse out here in Mansfield where they don't even need to send it UPS because well Amazon's taking over the fucking world yeah it is it is so whatever me and you will be working there shortly I don't care because it's more convenient no there will always be old people that nobody loves Jason and they'll all be working at Amazon (laughs) that's true and I will have to clean their shit and I'll get paid more than you do at Amazon for doing what I do may we'll see we'll see how this whole oligarchy shakes out Elon (laughs) Musk fires you so anyway he better (laughs) I order this thing and that I'm like, oh, it's at the house. So I only live a few miles away from, from my ex-wife. I, I So I, I go all the way back to my place to pick a package. And as I'm driving, I'm like, oh, I'm curious. So I, I open it up and there's like this little cardboard binder with yeah. foam in between to hold the parts. I open it up and there's nothing in it. What, <laughs> there is, what there is is a foam binder that has cut shapes in the foam to hold the electronics still right. and the parts still when it's delivered. Right. There was the pry bar and one of the, the pry picks uh-huh. and then nothing else oh no so i pull over and, and i'm i first i call my daughter i'm like they didn't send me anything i sent her a photo i was like you want to laugh your ass off or something they didn't send me anything this is what they sent me and it's like a book an empty booklet in the shape of a phone mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i call amazon and they and the first thing is amazon knows my phone number because they're you know they're also the publishing company for my for my book right <laughs> and i and they go we see that you ordered ordered uh, this this you know uh part for your cell phone are you uh-huh. happy with it would you like to leave a review and i'm like no <laughs> And I talk to this, so I call, and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there in my car, and I'm talking to this lady. It's fucking excessively hot out here, too. And I, I even though I have an air-conditioned car, you know it. It doesn't matter 
for I mean, if the windows are shut, I mean, you, yeah, you still the steam's still gonna come in eventually. So I'm talking to her and I explain what happened, and she goes, "Oh, would you like a replacement?" I'm like, "No, this you, you don't understand. I just want my money back because they didn't send anything." And she's like, "But you got to send back the part." And I'm like, "No, if I could show you a photo, like she didn't understand. Like if I could show you a fucking photo of what you guys sent me, and I know that it's not actually the company that built it. They yeah. just have a kiosk at the at the storage place in the Amazon, you know, a warehouse that's six right. miles long, and they just went there and grabbed one, and it just happened to be empty. And I'm like, "Look, you guys sent me a package that's empty, and I'm gonna I can send you a picture." And she's like, "Look, you're you're always a satisfied customer, yada yada." So yeah. let's just give you your money back. And I'm like, "Yeah, well, great. Now I can't fix my daughter's phone." So anyway, a couple days later, I didn't I didn't I didn't order another one. A couple of days later, I get an email asking me to review the product, <laughs> and I'm like, "That really smarts you, motherfuckers." Yeah. You don't even know that you sent me an empty package. No. Nope. So I left I left this review. <laughs> All right, I would, let's hear it. I would love to tell you this product fulfilled my needs, that the adhesion picture and touch screen worked great, or that they were terrible, or in the middle of the road, or where, whatever, but dot, dot, dot. Excited, I opened, I'm writing like a writer. Excited, mm-hmm. I opened the package, ready to fix my daughter's screen. But inside was this, and I sent a photo of the empty thing. <laughs> no suction cup, less than half of the tools, and of course, no electronics. No screen. That was semicolon. No electronics. Semicolon. No screen. You know, the thing I paid for. (laughs) Either way, I called Amazon and at first they asked me to send back the product Mm -hmm. and that they would replace it. I had to repeatedly explain that nothing was sent except a booklet and a couple of plastic tools that aren't worth a few cents. After a little explaining, they accepted it and refunded me. I did not want a replacement as what I ordered could again be nothing but an empty box. One star. And the title was why. And then a couple of days later, I get an email. Thank you for submitting your customer review on Amazon. After carefully reviewing your submission, your review could not be posted to the website. Uh-huh. Oh, we appreciate your, your time and comments. Reviews must adhere to the following guidelines. And then, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, what did I do? You guys didn't send me anything. You want me to review your product? I can't. So it kind of smarts that you're fucking asking me to review a goddamn product that I didn't get. Yeah, you just asked me to review it, too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of want to call them and fight them on it and be like, no, that one-star review is getting top, right on the top. So these, <laughs> these motherfuckers can't even start their little startup where they make screens and me. <laughs> you should write a book that has nothing but blank pages in it. And then I'll review it. Someone left a review on Goodreads of my book Yeah. that a, a few months back and it really kind of hurt at first but then afterwards I was like, fuck that guy. It's because most reviews are really good. He, he, when, when the, You know, I mean, I, so I, this guy, he wrote, he wrote, the spelling and punctuation errors distracted too much from the story so I couldn't even finish it. And I'm like, well, that you didn't review my book. You can't review my book because you didn't fucking read it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't respond, and I haven't because at, at this point it doesn't even really hurt anymore because the guy's so stupid. He wrote something <laughs> like he was like, you know, blah blah blah. I give it three stars, and then and and he just and it's still sitting there, and it, it just kind of. I'm just like, well, why? How do you read half a book and then review it? Right. And then I realized it had nothing to do with that because I had the thing personally reviewed by a like computer algorithm for free to tell me where my where my punctuation. There were no spelling errors. There were none. There okay. were none. Where my extra spaces was where my spelling and punctuation errors were and they were like this is fine this is fine Mm -hmm. you know for a first time book writer which is exactly what I am so then I realized you know what the piece of shit probably read half of it got to a point where one guy was sucking another guy's cock and was like fuck this I don't want to read it but I can't leave a review saying I don't like the book because it's gay (laughs) 
<laughs> probably the reason. Probably the reason. All anyway, right, let's, let's let's start the show, start shall the show. we? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, in three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let Me Finish Two Men, One Story, One Million Interruptions. I am Jason Harding. And I am Fuck You, Amazon. And we're back to reading Cthulhu, right? I guess. No, we had three what? more threesomes. We had what? We had three no, more you didn't. in a row. Yeah. Shut the we fuck totally up. Did. I'm gonna, just you gonna did sit not. here and talk about I had about a quadruple. <laughs> I had, we had six men in the room. All putting their mouths in my one, in my, in my, in my their mouths in my dick. <laughs> we had a five way in a kindergarten class. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, let's. Uh, you didn't want me to. Bring I didn't all say there were any buff. kids in it. <laughs> you didn't want me to bring. Still, still, even if there were no children in the kindergarten, you don't. Go, Ooh, you're the hot and haughty nurse. I mean, a school. Do you nurse, ever think? I'm, do you ever have a thought like that? Where you walk into a room, or you walk into a showroom, or you walk into a, a bathroom, or you walk into any just general room? and you go, I wonder if someone's like, fucked in here. Probably every room on Earth has some cum in it. <laughs> you mean if aliens came and they showed a bl- shined a black light on the Earth, it would just glow? <laughs> Jesus. And they're like, let's get out of here. Let's get, let's There's go. semen on their dead people. <laughs> <laughs> there's semen in their dead people. Oh, blah. In their throat holes. Ew. Uh... Why would they put the baby batter in their mouths? Okay, let me, I gotta ask this question. We like it like bacon. I gotta ask a question. Come here, alien. Stop it. I gotta ask this question. Do you think there is semen on the moon? Ooh. You don't think. Well, how would they get, how would it have gotten outside of someone's space suit? They left a lot behind. Remember, they loaded up their stuff, but they they left, the landing platform is still there. There's like vehicles still there. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin were like, okay, turn the camera away. Hold on a sec. And they were like, you quick, you jerk me off, and then I inside, jerk you off. Inside the suit, they they put their arms inside the suit, and they're just like, and then they're like, okay, yeah. Well, technically, and then they dumped a box of tissues the on the truth, moon. They could could open the suit for a very short amount of time. Yeah, but so remember, unless, they weren't on the surface of the moon the entire time. They would go back into the the lunar module, close the door, and then they could get out of their suit. They just didn't live in those suits the entire time they were on so the surface of the moon. So you think on the, the three day trip that they were there, they were like, oh, we're lost adrift in space guys Guess hey, it's yeah. time to come in each other's mouth ev- let's beat everyone to it and get a fucky sucky here on the moon and we'll be the first ones up you think that that's they're the that that's what it was like the first the first interstellar like <laughs> fuck fuck scene was was them just the you know every every single one of the Buzz Aldrin came back into the Apollo 11 guys he's like once you get on the moon you need to blow a yeah. load and then I can almost spit it out g- the piss port I can guarantee you that there is an engineer that every time they get a report from the Mars rover he smiles quietly to himself because he puts some of his <laughs> sperm on that thing. It's like, yep, I'm going to be the seed of the universe. I'm going to be the first man on Mars. There's probably some on the fucking Voyager as it as it's left our our fucking solar system at this point. Well, I mean, Andy Warhol's dick signature is on is on that golden plate. It is his. It is a dick. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Look at it. Look at it. No, I don't want to. You look at it. It. it, it yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So anyway. back to the spooky Cthulhu. Yeah. So spooky. Oh my god. Cthulhu's like, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? I've been to the moon. <laughs> I, I, I was there first. Fuck you. All right. You got to do a last time on. Previously on the Call of Cthulhu. Uh, 
a sculptor went nutty, and then a guy went to a weirdo convention, and um, now another guy. He went. He had a party in the woods. There were a bunch of. There's a bunch of cultists who who are who are worshiping Cthulhu idols. Mm. And that's it, right? That's about it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, can your heart stand the terror of the call of... Oh, Jesus, this is boring. (laughs) Hey. Actually, I gotta say, after reading this, it it is kind of boring. It's fucking dry as hell. You know what? I don't know what... I'm gonna... I gotta have our listeners vote on the next... Next, uh... What we're gonna read next, though. So we gotta find something that's interesting. Dracula. Dracula's dry as fuck, too. But that's the whole point. We're gonna pop... We're gonna pop all these bubbles. We're gonna be like... All right. Dark, frail, and somewhat unkept in aspect. He turned languidly at my knock and asked me my business without rising. When I told him who I was, he displayed some interest. For my uncle, he had excited his curiosity in probing his strange dreams. Yet had never explained the reason for the study. Uh, I did not enlarge his no- It did not- I did not enlarge his knowledge. Oh! <laughs> Should I read it like Mr. Bean? No, don't read it. <laughs> In this regard, but sought with some subtlety to draw him out. In a short time, I became convinced of his absolute sincerity, for he spoke of the dreams in a manner none could mistake. They and their subconscious residuum. Residuum? Residuum? Is he talking about Spooge? No, he's not. Nothing that exciting could happen in this book. So far, we've followed this kid who's been following in the footsteps of his uncle, talking to a bunch of people who've had dreams. Hmm. Nah, it just sounds like he's talking about Spooge. Well, he may have put that in my head, so. Okay, yeah, he put it in there. Because, you know, Lovecraft is all about the Spooge. The man was so uptight, he probably masturbated with tongs. Oh. Like, directly in... Do you remember you asked me a few weeks ago to tell a lame joke? Mm, Yes. I've got another one that involves tongs. Right? Okay, fine. So this guy's working at a restaurant. He says he's the cleanest. He's the cleanest restaurateur ever, and he's the cook. He owns the place, and yada yada. He's standing there talking to a busboy. Yeah. And uh, a busboy is uh, the busboy is saying, "Why do you keep those tongs up there?" He says, "I don't want to touch them. They're dirty." The kid goes, "You don't like touching anything that's dirty?" And he goes, "Nope." And he goes, "Well, what about when you have to touch your own body?" And he goes, "Oh, well, I have this little zip here, this little uh, tie to my zip, so I don't have to touch the zipper." And he goes, "Well, what do?" you do if you when you pull out your penis and he says well there's also two ties on my underwear so i can expose my penis the guy goes and the kid goes all right well now what about what about when you have to take your dick out and he goes i have a string tied to my dick it's a lot of string and the guy and the kid is like all right so then what happens if you want to jerk off and he goes i use those tongs up there Uh, uh. <laughs> it's not bad. Come on. Oh, <coughs> oh golly. All right. I, there's a, a joke that I can't remember fully that is so awful, but it's <laughs> about it's about a dead prostitute that's full of sperm. Okay. But I can't remember it, so I can't tell it. I just Thanks. remember that there's awful. It's awful. It's an awful joke. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> no problem. His the subconscious residuum had influenced his art profoundly, and he showed me a morbid statue whose contours almost made me shake with the potency of its black suggestion. 
Ooh. He could not recall having seen the original of this thing, except in his own dream Baz relief. But the outlines had formed themselves insensibly under his hands. I'm it dreaming was no about doubt a better the giant story. shape he had raved of in delirium. That he really knew nothing. Wait. That he really knew nothing of the hidden cult, save from what my uncle's relentless catechism had let fall. Uh-huh. He soon made clear, and again, I strove. Oh, I'm, I just, uh, I think I just said I spoke to Siri. Oh, tell Siri to mind her own fucking business. I hey, will. Siri, mind your own business. All right, there we go. He could not recall having the original of this thing except in his own dream, Baz Relief, but the outlines had formed themselves insensibly under his hands. It was no doubt a giant shape he had raved of in delirium, that he really knew nothing of the hidden cult, save from what my uncle's relentless catechism let fall. He soon made clear, and again I strove to think of some way in which he could possibly have received the weird impressions. He talked of his dreams in a strangely poetic fashion, making me see with terrible vividness the damp cyclopean cyclopean If he if he says cyclopean again i'm gonna fucking scream how many times does he get to use that word in one in one story sorry i'm answering somebody here it better be stop it i'm on i'm doing a podcast you can delete this you know you've always had that i'm not gonna you never will you will never make this professional sounding thanks nope never this is why people listen it is not why they listen you cannot tell pussy shit you know barf I can't remember a, a, a joke about a prostitute full of cum and then go, oh, but they're professional about it. <sighs> no, I was actually asking. I was texting somebody before and then I was yeah. like, waiting for a response. Are you going to go for the six? The six? What do you mean the six? Well, you did five in a kindergarten class, so the six has to be somewhere really special. Uh, Yeah. You know, when you take six dicks, it needs to be, you do three <laughs> Wait, in the mouth and three in the ass. Can you? I don't think I've ever well, seen more see. than two dicks in one ass. Let's see. Foot, foot, hand, hand, mouth, butt. Yeah, you're good. That's six. Making, okay. You wait. <laughs> Stop it. I know I'm being bad. Can you do it? Can you do it during a children's telethon? (laughs) And now the amazing Atticus. I'm doing this for muscular dystrophy. For muscular th- dystrophy. Yeah, yes, Jason, still- that's that's really helpful. That's the, you know what? This this is the thing right here. He talked of his dreams in a strangely poetic fashion, making me see with terrible vividness the damp cyclopean cycle I'll never get the The damp popsicle city of slimy green stone, whose geometry, he oddly said, was all wrong, and here with frightened expectancy, the ceaseless half mental calling from the underground. Cthulhu Raven Cthulhu these words had formed part of that dread ritual which told of dead Cthulhu's dream vigil, vigil, vigil in his stone vault. Ah, uh, Nothing and, scarier than geometry. We get it. And I felt deeply moved despite my rational beliefs. Wilcox, I was sure, had heard the cult in some casual way and had soon forgotten it amidst the mass of his equally weird reading and imagining. Later, by virtue of its sheer impressiveness, it had found subconscious expression in dreams, uh. as relief and in the terrible statue I now behold. So that his imposture upon my uncle had been very... In- in- oh, I was going to say incontinent. Had been very <laughs> innocent <laughs> one. Hey, did you poop my pants? I pooped again! <laughs> Right onto my plate. I don't understand how it keeps happening. <laughs> I pooped on that boss relief. <laughs> and then I molded it and fainted it. And now it's a Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> 
The youth was of a type, at once slightly affected and slightly ill-mannered, which I could never like. Are you trying to say you weren't into the kid? Is that what you were saying? Are you trying to date him or something? Jeez. But I was willing enough to know, to now admit, both his genius and his honesty. Uh-huh. I took leave of him amicably, and wish him all the success his talent promises. So long, weirdo! <laughs> the matter of the cult still remained to fascinate me, and at times I had visions of personal fame for researches into its origin and connections. I visited New Orleans, talked with Lang- uh, Largesse, is it Labra uh-huh. is Lagrasse, and others of that old-time raiding party saw the frightful image, and even questioned such of the mongrel prisoners uh-huh. and such of the mongrel needs prisoners to remind you. <laughs> as still survived. Old Castro, unfortunately, had been dead for some time. What I now heard was so graphically at first hand, though it was really more than a detailed confirmation of what my <laughs> uncle had written. Excited me afresh. You That's can't read it, it like him. It doesn't say it It takes too long. It takes too yeah. Long. It doesn't say it excited me afresh. It says excited me afresh. Okay, whatever. Imagine You're an awful writer. The, that's the tagline. That's the tagline for like for like tux medicated pads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it excited ex- me afresh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Matthew McConaughey comes out and he's like, "They excited me afresh." See, look, here's my butthole, and then I'm gonna stick <laughs> yeah. this right here. <laughs> it's just a big fat guy going, "My butthole burns." They excite me afresh. Hi, I'm Matthew McConaughey for tux. You can even help your mother with this. I don't know why I said that. I just you know, things. I had no... When I was a kid, I had no idea what Tux Medicated Pads were for. They'd advertise them. They're like, Tux Medicated Pads for that soothing relief. I wish they had how just long, been honest. Wait, how long has the advertisement existed? Oh, I have no... I haven't seen a Tux Medicated Pad say, commercial. I, I think it literally late 80s, early 90s for me. I think this was 70s, early 80s, what I remember. I, what I, I just remember there was a guy in a suit and tie and next to him was just this, you know, little a cylinder, like a Noxzema cup. And he screw yeah. off the top, and he goes, Tux, medicated pads. And he brings out what looks like a host wafer from a Catholic, yeah, a Catholic exactly. funeral. Right. And he's like, he's like, soothing relief. And then it, and then they, he puts it out like it's a cigarette, and a whiff of smoke goes up. <laughs> That's what I, I may be making that up, but I, I swear to God. <laughs> I have had one hemorrhoid my entire life. I've never had one. I've had, I've had one, re- the same one reappear twice uh-huh. but it's just it, it it is really really irritating and annoying yeah it didn't pop you can actually kind of push it back into your butthole <laughs> like and like well the, it's a vein on the anus yeah. and it pops yeah. out and it's like hi every time you move your butt or fart or take a shit i'm gonna hurt just a little bit and if uh-huh. you have me long enough i'll open up and bleed <laughs> <laughs> So then you you I you go like I mean you're like oh my god and then you touch it a little bit and you're like oh, fuck it and then you go and pop it back in and you get some relief because the anus constrains the blood vessel so it's not poking out anymore. Mm-hmm. I will be a proctologist. <laughs> I will be a proctologist. You know that is the type of person I see being a proctologist, and his name what? is also H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> hey, everybody. No. Bend, bend over. <laughs> I've got to <laughs> search around in there for a little while. I'm going to take some pictures, okay? Hello. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow, your asshole is big. You look just like your brother. <laughs> Never. I would murder him with his own speculum. 
do you think that do you think that uh, OBGYNs look at look at sisters' vaginas and say things like that? You look just like your sister. No, I oh, I would be so gone. I would be so <laughs> gone if there was there? any com- comparative anatomy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, because I have the the bend, right? Oh, in your dick. Yeah, I saw I saw a doctor for it, right? I was talking about your butthole, by the way. <laughs> I know, not, but I'm ta- I'm bringing this up. Do you think but if that the doctor when you're crooked, just like your brother? Yeah, and he's feeling around down there looking for the scar because that's what causes it, right? And if he had said, "Oh yeah, my brother has the same thing," I would be gone. I would be like totally. If he'd like, "Oh yeah, I saw another guy." Just over here, it's been three different directions. Like, no, here, let me show you mine. It's like a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> the bend apparently is perfectly positioned for a G spot. No, the G spot is up, and that's where my bend goes. Oh, your dick points up. Okay, yes. Oh, then you and I have the same problem. I've told you this. No, I didn't know yours points points mine, up. Yeah, mine is mine is literally like like not like that, but like that, and it points up. At my face it's like hi wait does it have a bend like that like it's that cur- like no arm? not like we're, we're showing each other our arms <laughs> just so the audience knows and i i just showed him a right angle and i don't yeah. know why and i'm that. like why no, how did that more happen like, it's more like a smooth curve like this okay well that's yeah 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 we we're, we're dick twins hooray <laughs> that's why we found each other excuse me <laughs> all right but i mean he's fiddling around down there and feeling it out and there's nothing you can do about it really I've never been to a, a, a penis a urologist I've never been to one I can't imagine having some random like a, a physician go excuse me and they start like stretching out your dick like it's tape <laughs> they don't do that they're just like they start and they like kneading their the head and they're, they're like, kneading yes. their fingers into it trying to find the you know find the scar yes, tissue yes yes and... <laughs> because what they're really what they're actually checking for is to make sure there's scar tissue and that you don't have cancer because that can cause it to bend too oh my god penile cancer mm-hmm. now let's put away our cthulhus and talk about cthulhu <laughs> all right back my to attitude, the boring story my attitude was still one of absolute materialism good for I wish you it were still were not not for long though no and i discounted with almost inexplicable perversity the coincidence of the dream notes and odd cuttings collected by professor angle one thing I began to suspect, and which I now fear I know, is that my uncle's death was far from natural. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> All I can see is Steve Martin coming in and going, You think? Uh, Number one, your uncle was 90-something? How much longer was he going to live anyway? Yes, but in this story, there are all these other creepy reasons. Die. Okay. He fell on a narrow hill street leading up from an ancient waterfront swarming with foreign mongrels. Oh, God. (sighs) The white people are coming! (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, can I have a cafe latte? (laughs) Uh. One of them asked him the time he freaked out and (laughs) fell down the hill. And he died. He was wearing knee belt and New Balance shoes. Just get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> After a careless push from a Negro sailor. After a what? It says... A- after what? After Dread a heaven? Ca- after a careless push from a Negro sailor. Uh, I did not forget the mixed blood and, I was going to say margarine, and marine pursuits of the cult members of Louisiana. And it would not be surprised to learn of a secret methods, poison, needless as ruthless, as anciently known as the cryptic rites and beliefs 
Lagrasse and his men, it is it is true, have let uh have been let alone. But in Norway, a certain seaman who saw things <laughs> is dead. Right. Okay. So have you caught on yet? Have you caught on yet? What? The mongrel races are the ones that worship Cthulhu and they're evil and they kill white people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really hoping that minute, his racism was more subtle. But this is the thing. Even with the subtle racism, what he is also implying that in the universe of this story, the the followers of Cthulhu actually have access to their god, and that their god is more powerful than the one of Christianity. Well, that it, it should be that if something like Cthulhu exists, he's one of the old ones that came to Earth and ruled on Earth for millennia. I know, but what I'm saying is he probably didn't really think about what he was saying if he was trying to imply the casual racism. He also probably didn't think about the fact that he was implying that their gods are not only older but real yeah so there's that right might not the deeper inquiries of my uncle after encountering the sculptor's data have come to sinister ears i think professor angle died because he knew too much or because he was likely to learn too much whether i shall go as he as he did remains to be seen for i have learned much now part three madness from the sea oh i love that madness from the sea platter <laughs> <laughs> it's got some scallops it's got a sea snake with an eel. <laughs> it's got an eel. It's got a fish with fingers for teeth. <laughs> and hair for penises. <laughs> I ate a jellyfish that just screamed no the entire time. It's awesome. <laughs> Come to Long John Silver's Madness from the Sea Meal. <laughs> we will open J.V. Jones' locker. And inside <laughs> will nothing be a bu- nothing but writhing, wriggling tuna, rotten for five days. I see this family as the plates are put down in front of them and they just start screaming. Their hair turns white. Uh, Another satisfied customer. That's exactly what we do here. If heaven ever wishes to grant me a boon, it will be a total effacing of the results of a mere chance which fixed my eye on a certain stray piece of shell paper. Okay. Ooh, shelf right. paper. I love shelf paper. Yay, shelf paper. I crumple it up with a go like this. Hold on. I lined my underwear with the shelf paper. Oh, shelf paper. Only you love me. Thank you, God, for this boon. I'm eating fire again. Stop. It was nothing on which I would naturally have stumbled in the course of my daily round. Come say hi. Hi. You want one? Hi, Pokey. Oh, cool. He, that's what I was texting about. We were we, we, we decided wine tonight. Why not? Oh, okay, cool. I, it's at the end of the show. Come on, don't give me that. It's long. a little tiny bo- baby bottle see. of wine. It's a little tiny face. baby. Does that make you feel like a giant? Hmm? Oh, love. The car seat? Oh, 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 because I didn't have the towel when I ran. Sorry. What happened? Your ass is all wet. Oh. When I go... When I go running, I am I am still very much a fat kid when I sweat. I am literally it's pouring out of my I already I already said this Jason off mic or did I say it on mic? No, I said it off. You mic. said it off mic. I sweat so much that if I weigh myself beforehand and after I will have lost at maximum. And I, I this is absolutely true. Sometimes 11 pounds of water. That's not healthy. I know, but I can't. I I want to be able to run a marathon at some point, so I gotta be able to can, like do this. So anyway, <laughs> you're gonna I, have to run with a camelback on. I ran. I ran today, and I got into the car, and the towel that I usually put down on the seat wasn't there. So I had to put, oh. I had to plant my wet ass on the seat. And he went to just he just went to go get us some wine, which I haven't drank on the cast in quite a while. No, uh, he went to go get us some wine, and uh, he did he what he was saying was why is the car seat 
backseat all wet. What I thought he was saying was, why is it all back, all the way back? I'm like, what? Oh, okay. And I'm like, no, it's because I, I ran and I sweat. Like, like He ran so far away. I ran. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. And now his ass sweat is in the car. Mm. All right. It was nothing on which I would naturally have stumbled in the course of my daily round, for it was an old number of an Australian journal, this, the Sydney Bulletin for April 18th, 1925. It had escaped the Cutting Bureau, which had, at the time of its issuance, been avidly collecting material for my uncle's research. I had largely given over my inquiries to what Professor Engel called the Cthulhu cult. We are in page 31 of 46, Jason, so... Yay! And I was visiting a learned friend, a learned friend in Patterson, New Jersey. The curator of a local museum and a mineralogist of note. Examining uh, one day the reserved specimens roughly set on the storage shelves in a rear room of the museum. My eye was uh. caught by an odd picture of one of the old papers spread beneath the stones. It was the Sydney Bulletin I have mentioned. From my friends, why do I need to know all this? Dude, just say you found a Why does of... any of us need to know all of this? No, no, no. I mean, this. I, you know what? I would, If I could, if it, I, well, this is already in the public domain. I wonder if I could just rewrite the whole story in, like, Addie speak. <laughs> I think you probably could. It'd be and shorter. Two, two and a, no, two and a half years later, I'll be like, Jason. I can't finish it. It's 12,000 pages long. <laughs> I, need a, I need another word for pulpy. And he keeps saying pulpy mess, and I don't know another word for pulpy. Jason is saying this because before the podcast, I asked him how to end a story. Okay. Uh-huh. I have, this is my third version of the story, and I'm probably going to go back and have to edit. Guys, like, listen. Well, number one, did he have to have sex with every man that he <laughs> Come here. Just Every chapter ends or begins with an orgy. So I'm fucking. I I am in uh, guys. I am 850 pages into this newer verse. It's supposed to get shorter the more times you write it. Jason yeah. knows this. When you write, the first version is supposed to be like a thousand pages, and then you start right. chopping it down. You start getting rid of the redundancies. But instead, what happened was I kept getting more ideas. The second time you go through it, you go through it and you look for: Is this needed? Does this serve the story? Yes, because you don't want things in there that you wrote and you really like but if it doesn't serve the story you have to make a hard decision and get rid of it mm. right everything i've done serves the story right and i only need one person to read it and that person doesn't want to Thanks, let me baby. tell you let me tell you this much i'll tell you this much what? if you rewrote it as a modern author this story would be longer because all of the stuff that he's telling us secondhand would have been a first-hand account from another character it wouldn't or a you know yeah yeah omniscient like third right, person written jrr martin style yeah yeah. We wouldn't have been told about the people who got caught dancing naked around the whatever. It would have been that person experiencing that, and it would have been different experiences all leading up to the climax of the story. They killed that. They killed a person. Yeah. yeah. But, but I mean... Yeah, no, that, but that's what's happening to me, though, is that I keep getting new ideas. And I'm like, okay, and I also I'll go back and be like, oh, shit, this, that, I forgot about this and this, and then I gotta, right. I gotta tie up all the loose ends. And right. I, I honestly, I want to just get to the 1200th page so I can go fucking stop it because I'm getting <laughs> other ideas for other stories while I'm writing this mm-hmm. and well, this particular that happens too this particular story everybody's gonna be like what the fuck I'm tying it into life in high definition which I will write and finish and that one will be 3600 pages long 
Yes, it will be a Bible. <laughs> no, this one, this one is the is the universa. This is the this okay. one is the one that that sets the tone for the universe. Okay, all because Haydn wrote a shitty story. Right, look what you've done. This is her curse. Their curse. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Their curse. Their curse. This is their curse on me. Hey, you're a good writer, and thus Atticus's life was completely ruined. <laughs> It's like an angel up in heaven going, Jesus uh-huh. Christ, let's just, can we, can we hit him with a train? He's like, they're, they're like, they're, the other angel's like, no, he's never near train tracks. He's, he's never like, near, he's I always. will literally pick up a train and throw it at him. He's just... always on his computer typing. We'll throw a train at him. Oh my God, him. why does Joshua need to have five dicks in his butt? <laughs> why? Oh, he's putting a dildo in there too. God. Oh God. Oh, oh. Right. And I was reading it through, and if you read it through in context, it makes a lot of sense. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it really speaks to the Joshua character. It makes a lot of sense at this point that he'd have five dicks in his butt and a dildo, you know, kind of rammed up one nostril. It makes perfect sense. So I shouldn't have thrown the train at Attica? What? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. It was the Sydney Bulletin I have mentioned for my friend has wide affiliations in all conceivable foreign parts. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It was the Sydney bullet I have mentioned for my friend has wide affiliations in all conceivable foreign parts. And the picture <laughs> was half-tone cut of a hideous stone image, almost identical of that with which Legrass had found in the swamp. I'm literally jerking on. No, I'm kidding. Do you see what I mean? Is that this description, handled by a modern author, would have much more surprise and much more, it had a much more satisfying impact if it was told in first person as the person or, I, or in third person. For each time I discover a new thing that links up with another, I would probably try to make it surprising, but then have, by the third or fourth time, and I would, I would probably have the character be like, surprised, but not surprised at this point. It would be the discovery of the object in the room, right? Yeah. You know, I struggled with the door, the door, you know, it would create it finally with the last click and the last shove it it opened up and there in the center of the room was and I would stop using the same fucking words over and over again he loves bass relief cyclopodian or whatever that word is yeah but bass relief is something that you would use because you, you're cutting from the stone I understand that but there are other words you can use other than bass relief I would just say from right? the, you know the, 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 the idol I mean idol sculpture yeah right <clears throat> eagerly clear the sheet of its precious contents, I scanned the item in detail and was disappointed to find of it only of moderate length. Oh my god, did you really just measure dicks with this Baz relief compared to yes, the Yes, he did. He did. It was was it uh, was what it suggested, however, was of portentous significance to my flagging quest. What? And I, I carefully tore it out for immediate action. Uh, it read as follows: Mystery derelict found at sea. Ooh. Vigilant arrives with helpless armed New Zealand yacht in tow. One survivor and dead man found aboard. Tale of desperate battle and deaths at sea. Rescued seaman refuses particulars of strange experience. An odd an odd idol found in his possession in the quarry to, in inquiry. To follow. Right. Then there's another example. What is what is more satisfying to the reader? To have someone read a news article at us or to tell the story, uh, tell that story, right? <clears throat> About a ship coming in and there's, it's towing another vessel behind. There's a, a loony boo-boo on the back who refuses to talk about what they experienced. Um, I would have to say that if I would still read this, though. <sighs> 
because he's going to gather more of the particulars later. Like mm-hmm. to me, I like and and a lot something I do in stories a lot is I like it when people read signs. Yeah. So if they're there, I you know you um, somebody walks along a beach and there's a fenced off portion of the beach that they can't climb because it's nothing yeah. but craggy rocks and the sign the sign read climb at your own risk. Right. I mean I don't see any problem with doing. But I mean that. we could have this character join in and he said there's a number of things that led me to this point and he could mention them offhand so that we recognize them as things that happened earlier in the story that we've read mm. rather than have him read news or news articles or describe a meeting that he went to that seems so remote and so undescriptive that it's not engaging it's true i'm i'm following along is it's this, just this should be our artful this should be our now new artful critique as well as putting dick pics in the minds of our listeners <laughs> that's true the more yeah but you're you're a writer i'm a writer so you get yeah. it you know i just wish i had ever done it you know professionally well yeah <laughs> 12 days guys 12 <laughs> days God. the morrison co's uh and company's freighter vigilant bound from vala Pre- uh vala i don't care Arrived this morning at its wharf in Darling Harbor, having in tow the battled and disabled but heavily armed yacht, alert uh, Duendine of NZ, New Zealand, which was sighted April 12th in south latitude. Thir- I don't, why do I need to tell yeah. you the longitude and latitude? Because he's reading a nude ar- news article at us, that's why. A nude article? A nu- he's reading the, the, in the, the nude. Boobs, and, uh, the tits, <laughs> the tits are at latitude. <laughs> I, I can't wait to, to read another story about another guy that I read. It'll be so great. All right, latitude 34 degrees. Okay, whatever. With one living and one dead man aboard. The vigilant left Valaprecio with uh, March 25th and on April 2nd was driven considerably south of her course of exceptionally heavy storms and monster waves. On April 12th, the derelict was sighted and though apparently deserted, was found upon the boarding to contain a survivor in half delirium. In half delirious condition, and one man who had evidently been dead for more than a week. Do you want to stop there? Yes. You're at an hour. Yay! All right, everybody. Thanks, Addy, for reading this dreadfully boring story. You are so welcome. We should just let us read through the entire thing next week. Just so At we some, yeah, we it. need to get this behind us. We need this story. Get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. And you know what happens at the end of this book? With after all this buildup, what they ram a ship into his head and he goes back under the water. Is that really what it is? That's really what happens. All right. Well, we got to get there, Jason. So you might want to cut that the fuck out. I'm not. Spoiler. Spoiler. I I spoiled everything. Hey, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Everybody dies in Stranger Things, guys. And please, if you have stories, poems, they whatever, please. Set, shut up. <laughs> send them to the Let Me Listen they podcast website. Dustin. Go to the contact page. She'll leave It's there or, you know, let me L know how dies. you can get it to us. But let me finish. This has been Jason Harding. And this has been Atticus L. Dies. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. She doesn't die. I'm just kidding. They hang Dustin. They hang him by the throat. Yeah, they hang they him. Kill, they, they hang kill him. him. They kill him hardcore. That's right. They Everyone in the town dies. And then Will dates Billy, even though it's an inappropriate relationship. That's right. And then Bev comes back. <laughs> she comes back. Yeah, she comes back slimy as fuck. And she's like, love me. <laughs> and she's got one of those flower petal mouths. Hang out. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't talk that way. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she was like, hi, everybody. <laughs> She was not Gloria. <laughs> no, if she were Gloria, she'd be like this. And she'd say, just, just, just fucking love me.
me, guys? I, think... I went to another dimension, and, and I think it, it mouth-raped me. <laughs> but the thing was, I became their leader because of my steampunk midgetedness. <laughs> I gave them Vaseline sandwiches, and now they're coming through. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. The Lemmy Finish Podcast is a Lemmy Listen Podcast production with Atticus Blake and Jason Harding. With music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen Podcasts at our website at www.letmelistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and iTunes. Please like and leave a review. And thank you for listening.